0: It's Tuesday, April 12th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Ukrainian authorities said they were investigating a claim by its troops in the besieged city of Mariupol that they came under a Russian chemical weapons attack Monday. The Russian government hasn't commented publicly about the alleged use of chemical weapons in Mariupol. The Ukrainian unit deployed in Mariupol, the Azov Regiment, said Russian forces dropped an unknown chemical substance from a drone, causing respiratory and nervous system symptoms among its defenders and civilians. No independent evidence of the attack emerged Monday from Mariupol. Alexei Aristovich, a senior advisor to the Ukrainian president, said in a social media post that the government is checking the information about a possible chemical attack against the defenders of Mariupol. Western officials have warned for weeks that Russia could use chemical weapons in Ukraine, and Russian forces were supporting the regime of Syrian President Bashar al-Assad when its military was credibly accused of using chemical weapons. In the Middle East, Pakistan's parliament on Monday elected opposition lawmaker Shabazz Sharif as the new prime minister, following a week of political turmoil that led to the weekend ouster of Premier Imran Khan. Sharif took the oath of office inside the stately white marble palace known as the presidency in a brief ceremony, but his elevation won't guarantee a peaceful path forward or solve the country's many economic problems, including high inflation and a soaring energy crisis. Sharif the brother of disgraced former Prime Minister Nawaz Sharif, won with 174 votes after more than 100 lawmakers from Khan's Pakistan Tariq in Insaf or Pakistan Justice Party, resigned and walked out of the National Assembly in protest. Those 174 votes are enough to pass laws in the 342-seat Assembly. If Khan's followers take to the streets as he has vowed, it could create more pressure on lawmakers and deepen the crisis. In Washington, D.C., President Biden nominated former U.S. Attorney Steve Dedelbach to lead the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives on Monday and proposed new rules to clamp down on the growing use of untraceable weapons known as ghost guns. Mr. Dettelbach's nomination comes after Mr. Biden withdrew his first pick, David Chipman, a former ATF agent turned gun control activist. Last year, when it became clear he lacked the support of Republicans and some centrist Democrats, Mr. Chipman's opponents expressed hesitation about his advocacy for a ban on assault-style rifles and expanded background checks. The Senate unanimously confirmed Mr. Dedelbach as U.S. Attorney for the Northern District of Ohio in 2009. The ATF, led by Acting Director Marvin Richardson, hasn't had a Senate-confirmed leader since 2015. The Biden administration faces pressure to address rising gun violence in some major urban areas ahead of midterm elections in November. In other news, Pacific Gas and Electric, the nation's largest utility, has agreed to pay more than $55 million to avoid criminal prosecution for two major wildfires sparked by its aging Northern California power lines and submit to five years of oversight in an attempt to prevent more deadly blazes. The company didn't acknowledge any wrongdoing in the settlement, announced Monday with prosecutors in six counties ravaged by last year's Dixie Fire and the 2019 Kincaid Fire. The utility still faces criminal charges for a 2020 wildfire in Shasta County that killed four people. And Atlanta is back on top as the busiest airport in the world after dropping one spot last year as global air travel continues its rebound from the COVID-19 pandemic. Hartsfield-Jackson Atlanta International Airport pushed out guangzhou Baiyun International Airport in southern China to regain its pre-pandemic position as the world's busiest airport with 75.7 million passengers in 2021. In total, there were nearly 4.5 billion global flight passengers in 2021. Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport came in second, and Denver International Airport was the third busiest airport. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this Daily Morning Brief on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, at themorningnews.com.